things to do. We got things to do. And we talking about a crazy man today. Welcome to Dirty's Umbrella. Oh, that's random podcast. Cast, cast. <laughs> yeah. You are now stepping into something in uh, the mind of the one and only that guy, Nerdy G. Is he sick? Is he sadistic? Is he twisted? Stay tuned. You never know. Welcome back to Oh That's Random Podcast. I am your host, that guy, Nerdy G. Sorry if that scared some of you guys. Sorry, I'm not that. I'm, that's not me. That's not me, guys. But welcome back to the show. Once again, this is episode, we're going to call this episode 104, 104, 104, 104, episode 104 of Oh That's Random Podcast. I am your host. I'm going to say it once again, that guy, Nerdy G, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a loyal listener to my listeners out there. I appreciate you guys. Um, I'm going to jump right into it because, you know, share, subscribe, all that good old stuff. But I got a, I got a topic that I'm going to talk about today. And I know for some of you guys, it's going to be a touchy topic. It's going to be, it's going to seem like it's a hot topic, but it's really not a hot topic because there's something that's missing that a lot of people are, are missing. Let me say it that way. Um, yes, I'm going to talk about Jeffrey Dahmer today. So I don't want you to be upset. I want you to be alarmed. This is not going to be triggering, but the Jeffrey Dahmer piece that, that I'm going to talk about today. It's not what you think. It's not what you think. I'm not here to shoot him any bail. I'm not here to shoot him any kudos or anything like that. I'm not here to shoot him nothing like that, okay? I want you guys to understand. Not shooting this man any bail. The main topic of today's episode is about accountability. When did it become uncool? To not take a person for their word. That's it. I'm going to draw some parallels. Get to this. Wrap this up as quick as I can. You know me. I don't try to do things. You know, I don't like to beat that dead horse as, as we call it. We don't like to beat the dead horse around here on Oh That's Random Podcast. We like to give it to you. Make sure that you understand what it is. And we get right to it. Y'all guys, if you hear some... Noise right now. Uh, apologies. I'm adjusting my microphone. I should have did this before I started recording. But listen, I'm letting you guys know. Could I edit this out? I probably could, but I'm not because you know, my fans, we're growing. We're still growing. But listen, we're at 100, 104 episodes, so it's only going to get better. If you've been tuning in uh, for the first 103, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But let's get right into this. I have an issue with people not being able to accept what someone says. 
if I come to you and I tell you that my favorite color is blue, but you tell me bull crap, nerdy, your favorite color is not blue. I've never seen you in blue. I've always seen you in red, yellow, green, and everything else but blue. But I tell you that my favorite color is blue. How come you can't accept the fact that my favorite color is blue? Just because my favorite color is blue does not mean that I have to wear blue. I might just like the way that blue looks. So and what I'm saying is, take me for my word. If I like blue, I like blue. If blue is my favorite color, it's blue. Do not try to come and change what you perceive to be what my favorite color is. I asked, I've told you my favorite color is blue. It's blue. Take my word for it. Simple, right? You go, okay, nerdy. <laughs> okay. I see where you're going. Do you? Follow me. Follow me. Walk with me. Understand me. You say, okay, how does this tie in to Jeffrey Dahmer? You know about you guys. I was, I was, I was a wee little baby. I was out there watching the Rangers when this crap was going on with Jeffrey. Okay. So of course I didn't know anything about this. Um, I may have seen it on TV. Didn't pay no attention to it because I was watching Power Rangers and I was enjoying my afternoon cartoons. But I went back and I watched the Netflix series. Cool. Got it. Whatever. I went back and I watched the actual, I went back and I watched the actual interviews that he did. Did a little research and I did a little digging. And then there's a big deal around being able to talk to uh, serial killers. Now, he was one of the ones that we got to talk to. So in that case, when there's somebody that you can talk to that's a serial killer and you want to get into their mind, what better way to get into their mind than other than talking to them? So that means whatever they tell you, you got to take it. You have to pay attention to what they're saying and you have to take it with a grain of salt, of course, but you kind of want to hang on to those words, to what they're saying. Right. I don't know when it, when it, and this is before the two thousands came because clearly watching some of these old interviews, they wouldn't believe in crap. He said, and that, and, and it baffled me. It baffled me. I don't know if they were just doing it, trying to get good ratings, get, get TV, whatever the case, get people to tune in, get people to be be riled up about this. But hear hear me out on this. I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with a lot of things that I've heard on social media, a lot of things that I've heard, period, here lately. They said that the man said, uh, oh, he targeted black people, he was killing black people, uh 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 every and let me say this. I do not excuse any, any of his doings. I'm, I'm not a fan of his. I don't know how he had fans. If you are a fan of him, then go right ahead and be that fan. I'm not a fan of his. Um, what I'm here to say is to talk about some of the things in our society um, and accountability and some of the things that we let go and some of the ways that probably how we should learn from this and we should be better. But I move on. You say, oh, it was because he was targeting gay people. He was targeting black people. Um, it was because, you know, um, 
whatever the, whatever, whatever you guys are saying out there. But in the interview, he clearly said, it's not because I'm racist. It's not because I'm, um, it's because of my sexuality, because they were homosexuals. It's not because of that. He said, it's because I believe that they was beautiful and I wanted to control them and I wanted to keep them for myself. They were beautiful. I wanted to control them and I wanted to keep them for myself. I'm going to make a parallel and a lot of y'all are not going to like this, but I don't care. This is, this is God's honest truth. Take boys, for example, males. When we're kids, and even some of us as grown as men, we have this thing about our toys. If we like our toys, if they're shiny, if they're colorful, if they're got the kung fu action grip, if they can stretch on strong and come back and be small or whatever the case may be, we're possessive. Men are possessive of their things, their toys, or whatever the case may be. We're possessive. If I have a nice, shiny toy that I just got, I don't want nobody else to touch it. If I just bought me a PlayStation 5, I don't want nobody else to touch it. It's my PlayStation 5. I don't want nobody else to touch it. I want it all for myself. This is something that I want. This is something that I got. This is something that I get to be in control of, and I get to be the person to say, if it's going to get damaged, I'm going to be the person to damage it. If it's going to be shiny forever, I'm going to be the person to make sure that it stays shiny forever. Boys are possessive when it comes to their toys and their things. He kept saying compulsions. I have these, com- I have these compulsions that, 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 that they took over me. And I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I had these things, right? Okay. Like OCD. Right. For whatever reason, you know, a cabinet door can't be open. For whatever reason, all the cabinets gotta be closed. If the cabinets aren't closed, I might start getting a little antsy. I might start freaking out. If uh there's a lot of clutter in the room or whatever the case may be, right? Uh O C D is a real thing. Um, so if this man has O C D, uh a compulsive disorder, it's fine. It happened, it's normal. A lot of people have O C D. This person's OCD just so happened to lead him to um, a life that is not acceptable by society or anyone because your OCD should never, ever lead you to killing someone. You might feel like you want to kill someone, but you should never, ever kill someone due to your OCD. Just saying. But I made that comparison with the, the, the boys and the toys, right, because of our compulsions, right? It's ours. It's mine. And that's what I want. Why is it so hard to believe that Jeff did not target black folk? Why is it so hard to say he targeted or why why is it so hard for us to believe that he targeted homosexuals? Here's the thing. If you are a homosexual, and you go to a, a gay club and you go to look for something that you like. Not only to have a good time, but you find somebody that you possibly can build with or and have some good times with. Is that considered to be targeting? 
because if you go to a place with things you know that you like, is that targeting? Now, they say he targeted black folks. Jeffrey said, I will pick up these men in bathhouses and gay bars. Now, I don't know about you guys. I don't know about you guys. I don't know. I didn't grow up in the 80s. I didn't grow up in the 80s. 78 to, what is it, started in 78 all the way up to like 91. I didn't grow up in the 80s. But I am kind of familiar that, listen, the black neighborhoods back in the day, church-going folk, if they found out that it was a gay bar, found out if it was a sex house, found out if it was something that wasn't Christian-like that was in their neighborhood, they protesting. They protesting. They protesting hard, okay? They weren't protesting about the drugs. When it came to this, you know, you know how it was in the, night, in the early 80s, in the 80s when everybody started, I mean, we thought they was free in the, in the 70s. You know, carried on into the 80s. Everything was a little different. Men dressing up like women, putting on makeup and all that stuff. It was a little different. Christians was like, hey, y'all don't went too far. But, you know, if you're bringing this into the black community, we protesting, we kicking those in. So that brings me to another point again. Once again, how do, how is he targeting these folks just because I decided to have an apartment in a black neighborhood working at a chocolate factory? A chocolate factory. I'm gonna make a comparison to R. Kelly later on too. <laughs> I know it's it, it's it's spooky, okay. But hear me. He made this. He he lived he he lived in a in a black neighborhood. I don't know if there was any gay bars or bathhouses. I don't even know what a bathhouse is to be honest with you. I've heard them use the term um, on the TV. Uh, recently when it came to this monkeypox deal where a guy here in Texas said that he got monkeypox after visiting the bathhouse. I'm not exactly sure what a bathhouse is. I know, nerdy. You should know. You probably should have did your research. You should probably look. Listen, a bathhouse doesn't sound interesting to me because I don't see why I would need to know what a bathhouse is. I have a bath at my house, so clearly my house is my bathhouse. But anyway, I digress. So you can't call him targeting if he was homosexual himself. He wasn't, he didn't like that part of himself. That's what he said. He didn't like that part of himself. But um, that was the part of him. Uh, that's what he liked. And he found men attractive and he thought that they were beautiful. And he wanted to control them and he wanted to keep them from him, for himself. He liked shiny things as well. So. With all that being said, did he target these people? Did he target the folks? Or did he he just like what he liked and he wanted to go for what he liked? And if he found something that he thought was beautiful or he found somebody who he thought was beautiful and handsome and he wanted to control that person, is that targeting? I don't think so. I don't think that's targeting. I just think that's going after what you like. All right. Another thing. He went to the gay club, gay bar, gay club, or whatever. All of us can relate to this. All of us can relate to this. How many times have you went to the club 
went out with your friends, your homegirls and everything, and you see something nice in the club that you like. You like, ooh, that thing fine. I'm finna go holler. You try to go holler and you get turned down. That's your first choice. You try to holler, turn you down. Okay, cool. Here you go, number two. Option number two, you go to option number two. Option number two, shut you down. You fine. You fly. You got your, your hair did. You're fresh. Your beard trimmed up. Everything looking nice. You looking right. You know you got the conversation. You know you got the personality. Option two turns you down as well. Option three turns you down. So you back up a little bit. You know, like, okay, maybe I'm looking a little bit too thirsty out here. So, you know, let me post up. Let me see. and Let me scope. Let me, let, let me, let me scan. All right, well, listen. Two o'clock, lights figure ready to come on. Don't nobody want to don't nobody want to pick nobody when the lights come on. I know I don't want to pick nobody when the lights come on. But you go and you grab whatever you can get. You know what I'm saying? You grab whatever you can get, and then that's that, right? And then you go and you try to make fun for the rest of the night. They say that this man was he was a looker. Just because you're a looker don't mean that you're gonna get option number one, option number two, option number three. Then it came to a point where they said, hey. He started paying these men. Now, black folks, I'm talking to y'all. Black folks, y'all are the most gullible people in the world. And I say this as a black man. We are the most gullible people in the world. We are forgiving. We are caring. We always do our best to do the right thing. We always turn the well, not always, but we do our best to turn the other cheeks. Even if somebody did us wrong, we still invite them over for Sunday dinner. We'll still wave and see when we see them, but we know how to mess with that person going forward. But we are kind of gullible. We'll give you a shot. We'll give you a chance. What's the saying? Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, well, you won't get fooled again. Apparently, he ain't had no game. He didn't have any game because he started having to pay these guys. Hey, I'm a photographer. He had to come up with some type of like yo, yo, yo game at the at the clubs and the bars and the baths bathhouses and all that. It wasn't, it, it wasn't hot. It wasn't hot, dude. When you have to pay people to come to your apartment, your game was whack. So you couldn't pick up a person at a, at a gay bar. You couldn't pick up a person at a bathhouse. So now you have to resort to, hey, I'm a photographer. You know, if you want to come to my apartment and uh, take some pictures, you know what I'm saying? I'll take a couple of pictures with your shirt off or whatever the case may be. I got a nice 20 for you. I mean, $20 was a lot back in the 80s, I guess. Um, so who the hell wouldn't want to go take some pictures for $20 with their shirt off? Real quick, a couple snaps. Ain't nobody going to see it. Cool. Gullible. Why not? He ain't got no game. He ain't got no game. That's why he stopped going. He went to these places, but they come on now. Now that that was his like you know, if that was his pickup line, yo, I'm a photographer, and then that's what he had to resort to. But the fact that he had to introduce money, meaning you're not interesting enough for somebody just to come back to the house with you by yourself without you having to pay them. Now, option one, option two, option three could have been white, Mexican, or whatever, right? But unfortunately, the person that you ended up with just so happened to be a black person. Now, out of out of your 17 victims, 10 of them were black, which 
raises a red flag. Got it. Understood. He said, there's no reason to blame my mom, my childhood, my father. There's no reason to blame society. There's no reason to blame uh, the pornography, the homosexuality. There's none of that. It was, it was never racially. It's, it, I'm, I'm the person to blame. That's why I felt the need um, once the police came in, I felt the need to um, let them know who all the victims were and help them identify them. That lets you know right there. Something wrong with him. We get it. Something wrong with him. He wanted to die. That was the easy way out. Now you get 999. And then, of course, you. I mean, I think they didn't have death penalty in that state. But also, too, it's like whatever. But the man's, the man, the man told you nobody's to blame but him. He took accountability for everything. Me, personally. I understand why some of the folk during that time was upset because the phone call, the police letting that man go back, letting that child go back into that home, and then once they found out that that dude was uh, later on murdered, those two officers were fired, X, Y, and Z. The society has set it up to where, hey, I can take a white man's word versus I can take a black man's word or anybody else's word. Like, no, the white man is always going to be telling us the truth it's just what it is. But also, too, I think at that point in time, homophobia, that was probably at an all-time, probably at its, you know, probably getting to that peak where it's about to get ready to get high where everybody's like, hey, you're gay. You're like, oh, my God, if I touch you, I get AIDS or whatever the case. I don't know. You know how that goes. It, it sounded real when I look back at it and people, you know, hearing some folks thinking that you can get AIDS by touching the person on the shoulder or if the person looks at you too long, I just think that that was that was a that was a time of that was a time that America wished that they could forget because they didn't they didn't handle that well they didn't handle the AIDS um they didn't have the, they didn't handle the AIDS situation um properly it was a lot of miscommunication it was oh it's a it's a gay man's disease and blah 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 like yeah they owe some apologies and I blame society. He took his accountability. He stood up and said, it's me to blame. In reality, yes, it is him to blame, but also, too, society society during that time was to blame as well. Society was to blame, but he took it off of society. No. You're, you're giving them a scapegoat. You're giving them, you're giving them a free pass and saying, put it all on me. Put it all on me. Don't put it on nobody else. Put it all on me. Society had nothing to do with this. Society had everything to do with this because society said, I'm not looking at this chocolate factory worker who lives in a black neighborhood. He's probably, he probably can do better, but this is what he's affording him. He's not messing with anybody that we know of and he's gay. And you know, we don't really, uh, we don't really touch gay people. We don't really want to know what's going on with gay people. Oh my God. We got to leave them alone. No, stop her. Don't freeze on me. A lot of homophobia going on during that time. Gotta take this man for his word. Not just him. If somebody tells you something, if somebody tells you something, you have to believe them until they prove you wrong or they make you think otherwise. If somebody tells you, hey, I'm gonna slap you in your damn face, you keep talking that noise. 
and you don't believe them and they and they and you keep talking that smack and they come up and they slap you in your face, you should have you should have took that person for their word. And I think that's a, that's an issue that we have as a culture, as a society, as as a whole, where we're not taking people for their words. They think words are just words. No, if somebody, if I tell you, hey, I'm gonna slap the shit out of you because if you keep talking that noise, I'm going to smack you. And you keep talking noise, and I come up and I slap the taste out of your mouth. That's what happened. You got to understand that words are real. They have meaning behind them. People are serious about these things. But what we can't do is we can't strip it away when this is one of the few times that we got to talk to a serial killer and kind of see the inner workings of his brain while he was still alive because he was twisted. He was sadistic. He kept talking about these compulsions, right? He said he didn't want to be evil. He said he didn't like his sexual desires. He wasn't fully um, in tune. He didn't fully embrace his homosexuality, but because his desires and because he liked the way that men look, the way that he held his men up like a shiny toy in his eyes. And then the fact that he wanted to control them and he wanted them to be a part of him. He says that it, 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 it manifested into something else to where he wanted to, Hey, damn it. I wanted to control you. I wanted you to make you a puppet. I wanted to make you a zombie, but now you can't do that. So now I have to, you know, I have to do this, but now I want you to be a part of me, which turned into the cannibalism, right? That's him not getting that help. That's him not being able to control those compulsions. Everybody has something that where they're very compulsive over something. Some people do it where they just go out and they buy something real quick. Boom. I just made that an, or impulsive an impulsive decision or whatever the case It's like, Oh, it's the impulse buy. Oh, I gotta go do this. Oh my God. Like, like I say, for me, it's clutter. It's, it's it's being in tight spaces. For me, it doesn't make me want to kill anybody. It just makes me feel like I can't think. It makes me feel like I can't breathe. It makes me feel like I'm tied in. This guy, his compulsions were a little bit further. And we have to believe him in that. You have to believe what people tell you. Because if you don't believe what people tell you and they show you, what they're doing, then the fool is you. This person told you what they were going to do. This person told you how things were going to turn out if you did X, Y, Z. This person told you, hey, I feel this way. I don't feel good. I'm going to go do X, Y, and Z. You probably think that the person's joking. You probably think that this person has some type of ah attitude or some type of person. No, if this person tells you that you're going to do this, you need to go. you need to go pay attention to that person. You need to take that person for their word. Because that may be a cry for help. And if people are crying out for help and we're ignoring them, when bad things happen, we can't say, oh, well, they didn't really mean it when they said that. They did it. They meant it. They said it to you. And if you've ever been in that situation where somebody's told you that they were going to do something horrible and they went and did something horrible and you did nothing about it and you brushed it off, you should feel horrible because you didn't listen. You didn't believe that person. You didn't take that person's word 
man, woman, baby, cat, dog, parrot, whatever other animal that talks, believe them. Okay? If a gorilla tell me, oh, 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 I think that means I'm going to kill you. I'm gone. Not going to give him a chance. I don't know what that means. I don't speak gorilla. But I ain't going to be there. I ain't going to be there. I promise you that. Like I say, accountability. When he took accountability, the the the, the outpour seemed like it was like, oh, he's a monster. Okay, cool. Got it. I agree with you. Oh, he's just a fucking liar. Wait a minute. He's a Satanist. He's dead. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He knew what he was. Okay. He did know what he was doing. And he experienced two, uh, at least two parts where he said he blacked out, where he didn't remember the first killing that started back up all the killings. And then he said he blacked out the six hours, five to six hours where the guy escaped from his apartment and the police came and then they found the pictures. And then, of course, they cuffed him and blah, 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 blah. So there's possible there's possible other blackouts that possibly happened. Possibly happened. If he didn't want, if there was a part of him that didn't give two shits what everybody thought, or if there was wasn't some type of moral compass in there where he was like, you know what, this is kind of fucked up. You know what, let me at least allow me to help you identify these people so that that way their families can have some type of closure and not thinking that they're loved one is out there just missing and they don't get to lay them to rest. Now, of course, all the crap that you did to their bodies, it's a whole different damn story. That's some sick sadistic shit. That's twisted. That's not what we're about. That's not what that's not how that goes down X, Y, and Z. Like I said, I'm not excusing any of his actions whatsoever. The man was horrible. Um and I understand I understand not humanizing him. I understand is that you have to look at it and you have to say, this is what it is. You should boycott the TV show. This is that. We shouldn't tell these stories. It's like they told all these stories already back in the 90s. The fact that they told these stories back in the 90s and there was a group of people who got to witness that and that's it. So are we back to not sharing information with folks or we're back to not um, letting folks know our history. So it's like, okay, hey, yeah, we know our history. If you want to know your history, go look it up on your own, but don't monetize off of it. Remember, we, we, we are a country, America, we are a country that we are going to profit off of any and everything that that's possible that we possibly can. So if there was something horrific that happened in the past, I guarantee you America Somebody in America is going to find a way to capitalize off of it. If I'm not mistaken, Will Smith is figuring ready to uh, do another slave movie. We know about slavery. It's in some books. We got more than a handful of movies, TV shows to tell us about slavery. We don't need another slave movie, but we doing it. And all that trauma that comes from that in itself, we can't be mad when they make remake or put these stories out here about other horrific things that highlight other people of non-color. We can't say, oh, take it off. No, they're going to monetize off of their traumas and they're going to monetize off of our traumas as well. So there's no reason for us to be upset with them monetizing off of anybody's trauma in the past. Mm, so <sighs> Oh, 
I said I was going to make it R. Kelly. So, Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Jeffrey worked at a chocolate factory. R. Kelly had a album called Chocolate Factory. They both seemed kind of like pervy-like people. Boom, Chocolate Factory connection. Got it. That's it. That's all I got. Um, the bigger conversation is, have we really grown as a society or are we still point fingers at others? Because I can see that. Where are we just going to point fingers at others and society is going to be like, no, I'm not going to take the brunt for that. I'm not going to take the word for that. I'm not going to be the person that says, yes, like we fucked up. We put this out here. We put the narrative out here. And this is how um, our imagery in the way that we spin our stories, the way that we tell our stories on TV, the way that we uh, inflict fear into our viewers minds that you know this is the way that they should feel we we, we do it on a level to where we kind of in, invoke how people should feel we, we we tell them what they should feel we should tell them about the outrage and then it's like okay well, well what outrage because if you don't have anything to show me now there were people protesting there were people upset but what did you did you know what they were upset about or are you just saying I'm gonna push this narrative do you know what they're actually upset about? Did you go talk to those people? Did you, or did you just talk to the person that you seen? Like, you know, that there's always that one person that just want to be on camera. Don't matter who they are, but if they seem loud, y'all know that y'all hide your kids, hide your, y'all know that they got that one person. They put them on camera and they, that's the whole narrative. And that's not what the case is. This is this is this is one of the few times that we got to speak to a serial killer. You got to take the man for his word. I don't believe that it was race driven. I don't believe that the man had any game. I believe that when he started offering money to these uh to these f- fellas, it was because whatever he was doing before didn't work. He said that the compulsions kept taking over over him, and that's what he did. But he wanted to he goes back to the whole little boy thing in our toys he wanted to control these people as toys he wanted to keep them as his playthings. he wanted to be connected to them and have them to do whatever it is that he want now let me ask you this and you and you sit with this had one of these zombie like things worked and he actually got it to work how many more do you think he would have tried to make or would he would have been? Do you think that one would have satisfied him for a period of time? And then at some point he would try to, to duplicate that. Because once he got tired with the one that he had, would there be a thirst for another? Of course, we know society could have easily. If society was different back then, we could have easily stopped before it got to such a high number, we could have did something different. But don't put these narratives out there, oh, he was targeting black people. I don't believe that. Don't put it, oh, he was targeting homosexuals. I don't believe that. If if that's the case, every uh, heterosexual targets other heterosexual people to be intimate, and uh, that's what they do. No. If you're trying to go and be in a, have fun with somebody for the night, uh, in his case, 
it was a mixture of both. Hey, I like you. I want to have sex with you. But then also, too, it's just I want to keep you as well. I want to keep you as long as I possibly can, and I'm going to make you my person, whatever the case may be. And that's just that. No excuses for him. His compulsion took him over. He didn't regret it. He said he still had those thoughts. He said, the only reason why I didn't do it when I was in the military, because I didn't have the opportunity. The only reason why he didn't do it when he was in jail, because he didn't have the opportunity. You gave that man an opportunity, he took it. Think about it. When you're, and this is for anybody out there. Think about your person leaves the house or think about when you go home and you know that you have some free time. You take advantage of whatever that time and you do whatever it is that you do. Like masturbation. I'm going to close this out because you, know, you guys you know I don't like to beat dead horses. But when it comes to masturbation, masturbation, sex is frowned upon in our society. Even though we keep on trying to make it a conversation and there's tons of porn and hoeing is like the oldest uh, hustle in the fucking world. But we don't talk about that. Masturbation is not talked about and we don't care to talk about it. But if you are, if you, if you, if you have that need and you have that feeling that you want to masturbate, anytime that you get an option, anytime that you have an opportunity to go masturbate, you will go masturbate in the privacy of your own home. Hopefully most likely in the private of your own home or the private of your significant other's home if y'all are not living together. But if you have that option, and that's that option that you have for yourself and yourself alone, I'm not saying that you're sitting here and that's what it is. I'm not saying that with him. He told you he didn't have the opportunity. When he got free and he had an opportunity, he killed once at, the, at that hotel and everywhere else that he killed was literally his place of residence, his grandmother's place of residence, or his very first home when he was killing all them animals and shit. A place of familiarity where he had control. This all goes back to him wanting to be in control and control the things that he had. We got to take this man at his word. Yes, he's dead now, but we have to take him at his word. I don't care what you think. What you, If he says it and it lines up, it lines up. We don't know. We weren't in those clubs with him. We don't know if these people were options one, two, and three. We don't know. We, we don't know how much he struck out. But the fact that I know, and I'm putting this in there, the fact that you got to start offering people money means your game ain't good. That's all I'm saying. Like I say, I'm done. I'm done. Not going to be the dead horse. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. This is That Guy Nerdy G, your guy, the one and only. Thank you for tuning in to Oh That's Random Podcast. And, of course, check me out on Twitch at That Guy Nerdy G. Check me out at Twitch, uh, on Instagram at That Guy Nerdy G. Check out the Facebook page, Nerdy G, two E's. Please don't forget the E's. Oh, Lord, please. And uh, also, keep coming back, man. Uh, this is Oh That's Random Podcast. And until next time. I'm out. Happy Halloween and all that good stuff. This is episode 104, and let's get it going. No, not going to keep this too long, y'all. 
Thank y'all for tuning in Once again Nerdy I'm out